Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today, what we've got is a guy on the show. I don't get many guys on the show, but this particular guy, I've met him recently. He's a young man. He's very, very inspirational. I love his backstory. And I really am very enthusiastic to share with you his story. So, Daniel Reader, welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. Hello, Lynn. Thank you for having me on. It's great to be here. You're very welcome. Daniel Reader is known as the Rebound Guy, and I'll let him explain his own story in his own words as to why that is the case. So, go ahead, Daniel, share with the listeners why you're known as the Rebound Guy. Okay. <laughs> so, I've been in the fitness industry for. Um, just over 10 years now and while I was sort of trying to figure out from an early age what it actually was that I wanted to do I'd always struggled with self-confidence and for me I, I loved going to the gym I loved building my body up and I, I loved the way that it made me feel about myself and I, I realized that I don't actually want to just be doing a job where I don't feel fulfilled mm. The, the caveat to that was doing anything outside of societal norms in regards to work absolutely terrified me. As I say, I, I, I lacked a lot of confidence, but there was an opportunity that come my way. And now I recognize why this happened for me. I saw an ad in the paper and it was for an apprenticeship in our local leisure center. Mm. So I applied, there was over a hundred people there and I managed to get down to the last five in the interview stage and then I got offered the apprenticeship. Over the course of the next sort of three or four years, I just went headfirst into the fitness industry, became a personal trainer and I had one goal of opening my personal training studio. I didn't want to just be going in and out of gyms, training people and I, I knew that a lot of people predominantly females that I worked with were quite self-conscious when it comes to walking into a big gym, meeting a personal trainer and basically being vulnerable. So yes. I knew that what I wanted to create was a small intimate personal training studio for my clients. Now, over the course of sort of five or six years, I, I managed to achieve this and Outside of my career, I'd recently just got into a relationship. Now, that relationship broke down in a, a well, no, no breakup is a good thing, or no. so I thought. But this breakup was, it just rocked me to my core. It, it left me so... I just, I was struggling with absolutely everything. So considering my business was really starting to pick up, I just opened my studio 
it, it, it rocked me so much that I had to move out of my home because I was no longer working on my business and struggling to maintain my home, my personal training studio and my lifestyle. So I had to move out of my home. I moved into my personal training studio, which at the time was unlivable. It was just an empty shell, basically. Uh, just yeah. a small I was living on a, a little tiny leather sofa and I got into about six or seven thousand pounds worth of debt at the time because of that. How long were you in the relationship for, Daniel, if you don't mind me asking? Um, just under a year. So it, it, it wasn't a long relationship at all, which is probably why it, it rocked me so much because I, I went headfirst into that relationship. But I, I really wore my heart on my sleeve. You really fell hard by the sound of it. I did. I did. But I, I, I'll, I'll tell you why I, I fell hard <laughs> at the end of it. it it's, it's been really eye-opening. But I, I think at, at that very point... I was just at rock bottom and I, I fell into some really poor behavior patterns. I was going out drinking far too much. I ended up falling into drugs and doing coke at the weekends. And I, I fell into a place where I, I just began objectifying girls. And it, it was, it almost felt like it was my way to try and take back control over the fact that I've lost a relationship and lost someone that I thought I was really in love with. You know what, it's so heartening to actually hear you be vulnerable and courageous enough to share what you've just shared because, you know, uh, I think a lot of guys have probably been through phases like that and, and wouldn't want to be openly admitting to that. So thank you for that, Daniel. That's okay. I, I, I think so much of society and, and, and people with... You know, all, all good intentions want to try and take you out of the, the position and the emotions that you're feeling. But what I've learned is we have to allow ourselves to actually sit in that emotion and, and fully process the emotion rather than trying to escape and, and run away from what we're actually feeling. Yeah. Or suppressing it can be equally as damaging because that can cause ill health, can't it? 100%. 100%. So I, after going through that, um, for the next sort of two or three years, I, I just really dove headfirst into personal development, self-love. I've read every book I possibly could. I was watching YouTube videos. And I realized that my whole life, I'd constantly been reaching for sort of external validation in, in order to make myself feel whole. And it, I'd built my body up, I'd built a business. I'd, I had things outside of myself that I thought made me a good person or attractive or, you know, it was, it was all about an image that I, that I was chasing rather than allowing myself to, to just be and, and just open my heart fully and, and be vulnerable and, and speak about all these things that you know, now I've worked through. Yeah, absolutely. It is it's something important that you touched on there, you know, very important to actually recognise that if you are looking for external validation, 
then that's probably a big red flag and uh, a message from your heart saying, no, you know, look for the internal validation and know that you are enough and you will be loved. 100%. 100%. I mean, there, there was one night specifically and I didn't realise at the time, but th this moment was such a pivotal moment in in my sort of healing, if for want of a better word. I... I used to go around my dad's um, every Thursday evening for dinner and he only lived a couple of minutes away from the gym that I was living in at the time. And it was just after Christmas. So it was, it was freezing cold and I just finished my dinner. My dad was on the sofa. He'd, he'd have a, a couple of cans of beer or, or whatever. And he fell asleep on the sofa and I decided to just get up and, and, go back to the gym but before I walked out of his front door I can remember it's so so strong in my in my memory that I, I looked back saw my dad asleep on the sofa and tears just started coming down my face as I was walking out of his door and in that moment I just wanted someone to put their arm around me and just say it's going to be okay and the reason why I feel like it's such a pivotal moment is because because I didn't get what I wanted, it, it made me really start to build myself back up, but from a place of worthiness rather than constantly looking for to be saved by something or someone or get approval from someone. It, it was in that very moment that I then started to think, right i i need to do something now for me and i think that was probably your heart speaking to you in that moment and actually affirming you know that you you are capable of being that support and that comfort and that arm around the shoulder for yourself yeah it, it was like you say it was almost my heart giving my giving me permission to and you know the knowledge to know that I can do this and I, I am worthy like you say absolutely I think it's Tony Robbins that says you know that, that those are the two quick questions that you know most human beings face you know am I enough and if I'm in if I'm not enough then am I going to be worthy of love you know and um, that those are the things that keep us locked in our, the fear and the confines of our own limiting minds aren't they they are yeah I, I think a lot of a lot of the stuff that you see on social media and that's out there at the minute is is quite superficial I, I don't think many people really know just how hard it is to, to to really peel back the layers and and start you know understanding that I am enough it, it, it takes more than just you know sharing a quote or it, to go through them emotions are, are, are really difficult. Absolutely. So from having that realization, then what, what happened next in your story? So I, I felt like I'd, I'd created a business that admittedly did have a huge impact on people's lives. And it really was about, empowering them and, and helping them lose weight and improving their confidence. But I almost felt like as a personal trainer, I was skipping a very important piece of the puzzle. And underneath 
that that first initial thought that someone would have before they come to me and you know they wanted to sign up and lose weight I wanted them to realize that they're enough and they're worthy anyway that they don't need to lose weight in order to be enough or be worthy so I for the next sort of two or three years I knew that my place was no longer in the fitness industry but I, I didn't one, I was in a lot of debt. I was still living in my gym. Mm. And two, I, I didn't actually know what my true purpose was. So f- I, to have that realisation that I no longer want to be in the fitness in- industry and, and feed into that, but not knowing what I wanted to do was <laughs> was quite difficult. <laughs> so, so how did you sort of end up doing what you're doing now? And that is, you know... Um, if I might be bold enough to say, doing a fabulous job. Thank you. In in terms of what you're sharing around relationships. So I, over the last sort of year or so, I, I really began to think about what did I do in that moment when I when I had that pivotal moment. What did I do in order to get to where I am now? I'm I'm in a happy, healthy relationship. I, I feel good. I'm confident. I love myself. What, what was it really that I done? And it it made me it made me start realizing that all all the tools that I've learned through reading and you know really getting curious about what I'm feeling and you know, all of these things are tools that I can put into a program and help people overcome this very similar situation that I was in myself. Yeah, because isn't it usually, you know, um, when people are talking to me, you know, around what's, you know, because before getting into relationships myself, I was, um, you know, coaching people on the personal development uh, niche and, um, you know, around business, you know, forming their own coaching businesses. And they were saying, you know, well, well, who would be my target market? And I said, well, usually your target market is actually the, younger version of yourself who is facing those same issues and problems that you're addressing the solutions to now. Wow, I've never heard it put like that, but that makes total sense. So when people are looking for avatars, you know, and and thinking, well, who is my avatar? It's usually a younger version of yourself. (laughs) (laughs) It it, it makes sense because a a lot of what we're doing, we're, we're coaching ourselves. Yes. We've found the solutions, you know, and we want to help people find their solutions. So the perfect avatar usually is that younger person, of, the younger version of yourself that didn't have those tools, that didn't have that awareness, that didn't have that knowledge at that moment in time, but now does. It, 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 really, it really made me realise that where I've come from to where I am now is, is quite a powerful journey. And the things that I've picked up along the way I know how transformational them tools are and I, I've really gone headfirst into building a program to help people when they're going through a, either a breakup or holding on to the pain and heartache of a past relationship. The, the, the tools that I've learned, I know that they can really help people build their lives back up but, but actually create a life consciously and a, a life that they actually do want rather than sort of settling and, and falling into things that 
they ha- they don't really feel like they've chose. Yeah, in other words, they're letting life happen to them rather than, you know, taking responsibility for how their life is being created by them. Exactly. Yeah. I think there's such a lot of people that are so unconscious out there today that are now becoming more conscious. I can feel like there's a a big, huge movement now towards becoming more aware and more conscious of what we're thinking and the way we're behaving, isn't there? There is, and I, I think it, it's, it's testament to, to people that have, have gone through struggles and have come out the other side and are, are really now going headfirst into helping people. Yeah, and you, you, you can imagine, can't you, that um, if, for instance, kids from a very young age had access to you know, these empowering ways of being and, and all the tools that you know, are around creating a mindset for success, how different the world would be? Um, massively it's it's crazy some of the things that we don't get taught from a very young age like I was having a conversation with someone the other day about communication and and listening like they're two very basic but fundamental skills that we don't get taught in school absolutely you know the common life skills that would be really valuable i.e relationships you know rather than just uh, being taught around safe sex <laughs> you know but actually how do you have a healthy relationship <laughs> or how do you enjoy sex for one yeah exactly you know these things again ought to be taught in schools um you know how to have an entrepreneurial mindset yeah you know for, for business you know business skills uh all these sorts of life skills that be really useful or you know and what you said about you know nutrition and health and fitness yeah. is not really uh you know taught as being a valuable life lesson when it is hugely valuable i, I think the system almost sets people up to fail and it, it's it's not a system that really creates strong healthy whole individuals and I mean, some of the work that you're doing now and, and others are doing, it's, it's so powerful. And, you know, your podcast and getting these messages out there are, are so, so important. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. And I really feel now that, as I say, there, there is a huge shift now by influencers to really drive the message home that you can empower yourself you can take on this awareness and these skills and implement them in your life to you know uh, achieve success in, in for whatever success looks like you, to you because it, you know success is different for all of us it, it's not necessarily about financial success that no. leads to happiness and fulfillment is it I, I think one of the most important things that I learned along my journey over the last few years was once I had the awareness, it, it was really having that sort of understanding and, and really questioning why it is I'm doing absolutely anything. So it, it might be, why, why do I want to go out and have a drink this weekend? Or why am I going to the gym? And for a lot of people, going to the gym, of course, is fantastic and, and healthy. But if you're coming from a place of, I don't love myself, so I need to go to the gym and lose weight and punish myself, mm. then, then I would beg to differ whether that's healthy or not. 
I agree because I can remember when I went through, um, I was saying off air to you, didn't I, that um, I got to a stage where it took me five years to lose five stones in weight. Yeah. Uh, and if you're listening in the US, then one stone is equal to 14 pounds. So I don't know how many pounds that is, but quite a lot. <laughs> uh, you know, and I really felt like I was forcing my body almost against its will to lose the weight. And I think it, that was down to the mindset of, you know, not, not loving myself at that moment in my life. And then when I did get to, you know, what was a great healthy weight for me, I still wasn't satisfied. I was still looking in the mirror and not seeing, you know, the wonderful, amazing woman I am. hundred percent. It's, you know, as, as well as anyone that self-love has to come first and it, it, it's hard. But if you approach everything from, from a place of, if I loved myself, would I be doing this? And it, it really reframes every action and behavior you could potentially take. Yeah, 100%. I love what you just said there. So when you think about possibly, you know, people that might be listening to this particular episode that are currently potentially going through a breakup or, you know, in a post-breakup mindset at the moment, what, what would be some advice that you'd like to offer to them? First of all, I would be easy on yourself don't don't punish yourself and and really allow yourself to just feel and in the moment it it might be really painful and it will be uncomfortable but trying to run away from your emotions or as you say suppress your emotions will only prolong the suffering so really to begin with just give yourself permission just to feel and those tears will be healing tears, won't they? If you need to have a good cry or, you know, write, write out your emotions and then burn the paper or whatever to let it yeah. all go, then that, that's all good, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's, you'll feel so much relief just allowing yourself to get some emotion out in a healthy way rather than trying to run away from it. Yeah. I can remember, you know, doing similar stuff, you know, sitting with feeling the pain and like you said it, it it can be quite uncomfortable but it's far healthier to sort of let the emotions come out if you need to thump pillows if you need to scream if you need to have a real good cry into your popcorn while you're still watching a movie then, yeah. then do it <laughs> yeah. I, I think the next step is to really start to question what how was I showing up in that relationship? And the reason why I would say that this is so important is because it really builds awareness. And once you can begin to reflect on who you were in your past relationship and not from a place of, I should have done better or, you know, shaming yourself, but from a place of you know, trying to learn, it, it will really start to, make you think about well you know this is how i showed up it wasn't particularly great or you know i could have done this better and then anyone that potentially comes into your life in the future you will have these lessons and and you'll know that so what i done then wasn't particularly great i know my intention around doing them so i'm going to choose to do something different yeah otherwise if we don't do that we end up attracting the same relationship in a different form and a different person, don't we? And repeating yeah. the same pattern. 
and it, you, you hear it often that um, oh, I, I just keep attracting the same guy or I, I can never find the right woman. Yes. It's, it's exactly what you said. You're, you're approaching a new relationship exactly the same person as you were before. Yeah, because you've not dealt with the baggage. You're still carrying it with you into the next one. I think they call that the definition of insanity, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we don't realise we're doing it, do we? No. <laughs> we don't. We don't realise we're doing it. And then we wonder why, with, like you just said, you know, attracting the same man, but, uh, you know, in a different form each time and repeating the same patterns and, and vice versa with women and men, I, you know, doing the same thing. And uh, uh, I love what you said about, you know, get, getting real about, looking at yourself so that you are at that next level before you enter the next relationship. Yeah. And then, then I think the final stage is once you've gone through the first two, then you can really start to think about who do I actually want and what type of relationship do I want and, and really get clear on what you will accept and what you won't accept and then allow yourself to start to embody that and then traits yourself. Because if you're trying to hold up this ideal version of a partner that you want to attract, yet you haven't actually gone through the first two stages and you haven't started improving some of your behaviors, then as, as we said previously, you, you will just attract the same, the same person. So you really, really question what it actually is I want in a relationship and a partner. Yeah, that's, there's some great tips and advice there. And, uh, you know, I wholly, wholly support everything you've just said. Because isn't it true we can quite often um, lay blame always at the other party's door and point fingers when actually we don't spend very much time sometimes looking at, you know, how did I contribute to that situation? Yeah, um, I, don't get me wrong. There, there was times when I was pointing the finger. <laughs> 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 I think, as you say, you just sometimes you just have to take a step back and just hold your hands up and just say, I, I know that I also wasn't particularly healthy in that relationship. And she wasn't having a relationship with herself. It, I co-created everything. And doing that from a place of learning rather than shame is so powerful. It is. And we can then, like you say, with that knowledge and newfound wisdom, go into our next relationship, then not attracting the same again, because we've, yeah. we've learned those lessons, haven't we? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So would you say there's any more steps that follow on from that? Or would you say that they're the key ones that you, you share and, and have implemented in your own life to create what you've got now? For, for me, that they were the three fundamental steps that I really followed, and it, it wasn't it wasn't a quick, simple process. It took time, and you know there, there was times when I would fall back into old behaviour patterns, and I was going out drinking again too often. And but once I had you know the awareness of actually I know I need to stop doing this now and, and take a step back then things started to move forward. And for me, those three steps were so fundamental in my healing process and enabling me to attract the amazing relationship that I've got now. 
and that that's fabulous the thing is i suppose is as well that you just shared there is is not to uh, get too hung up if you do make a mistake you know we're all fallible aren't we? we're all humans but yeah. there will be probably setbacks and mistakes made along the way but it's being aware it is and then responding differently next time completely agree so can you just recap on what those three steps are again for the listeners daniel yeah so first of all i would say just allow yourself permission to feel and try not to get caught up in running away from your emotions or going out too often with friends and although friends are very helpful when you're going through a breakup really allow yourself the time to take a step back be on your own and actually feel them emotions step two is really get really get curious as to how you showed up in that relationship and and what parts you played in that relationship not from a place of shame or you know pointing the finger at your partner but really getting curious as to what did i do and what can i improve on that's step two step three is once you've gone through the first two steps and you can really begin to think about what type of partner you want to attract and what type of relationship that you want in your life and those three steps i guarantee you you will not attract the same type of relationship into your life ever again excellent love it and and so simple you know to get clarity over those three steps and then start you know implementing it and just just work that you know tiny baby steps at a time you know just work on that first step to start with as and not not expecting you know to to implement all three straight away and have instant results but just embracing that first step to start with and, and knowing just by being open to that it will change everything well just as you say just be easy on yourself and kind to yourself if, if if you make a mistake you know the thing is that nobody's to blame in anything in this world for anything in this world you know nothing is our fault but everything is our responsibility I, I love that mindset once you get into that mindset everything improves it does so daniel what would be the best contact information that you could share for our listeners to get in touch with you um I, i've got a few but my main place that I'm, I'm very active on is my Facebook page and that's Dan the Rebound Guy Reader. Dan the Rebound Guy Reader and Reader is R-E-A-D-E-R isn't it? Yeah. Great stuff and as always listeners I'll make sure Dan's information and other contact details are contained within our show notes but For now, I just want to wrap up and say thank you so much, Daniel. I've really enjoyed this conversation and it's been a lovely breath of fresh air to have a young man on the show for a change. Thank you for having me on, Lynn. It's it's amazing and I I love the work that you're doing. (laughs) Thank you so much. So, listeners, I'll end with what I always end with and that is true love starts with opening our hearts. And for now, goodbye until next time. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn 
at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.